Hello! This episode is about designing for a narrow block. Whether you're choosing a home off the plan, you're building a custom design home, or renovating or extending your existing one, there are certain things to know so that you can make the most of your narrow block. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. As we increase the density of our residential areas, narrow blocks become more and more common. Now, when I refer to narrow blocks, I mean anything that is 10 metres or less in width, okay? So for most areas, that will constitute a narrow block. And some can even get down as narrow as four or five metres, depending on where you live. Actually, I saw a home recently for sale. I think it was about 2.4 metres wide. So, you know, we can be talking quite thin slivers of home. Now there are specific challenges when you're designing for a narrow block and these challenges they may change as the block size and the configuration changes as well. So what I'm going to do is focus on the big ideas that will help you think about your narrow block and how to create a home for it. The things that you can explore and some of the strategies that designers use to solve the challenge that is the narrow block. And when I think probably the biggest you know well, I think the biggest challenge, the biggest goal, the biggest priority for designing homes on narrow blocks is in helping them feel larger than they are and helping them feel wider than they are and to create a sense of spaciousness and expansiveness that's not hemmed in by their narrow width or a skinny configuration. So I'm going to share ideas about how you can achieve that. And even if you don't have a narrow block, then these strategies will definitely help you with creating spaciousness in your home. So first, let's have a look at the main challenges for narrow blocks. Now, one of the key challenges for a narrow block is fairly obvious. It's it's width, of course. So there's only so much you can fit across the width of a narrow block, isn't there? And so this can present a few obstacles. Now, first is, is that you can find that as you're laying out the floor plan, you're stacking one room behind another down the length of the block. And the hallway feels like a tunnel that takes you past all those rooms, you know, from the entry to the end of the home. And the home feels cramped and dark and long as a result. You're moving everyone from the front door past all the private rooms of the house to get visitors and yourself to the more public and open living areas at the rear, which might be associated with a rear garden or courtyard. And it can feel like none of your home is private as a result. And the journey through it isn't particularly nice either. Now, the second issue with it is in what you present to the street. So if you're creating off-street parking on your narrow block, say in the form of a garage or a carport or perhaps a courtyard that you can park on, then you can find that your home simply looks like car accommodation to the street. You know, it just has basically garage door dominating its street elevation. And so whether your home is single story or double story, if a large portion of the front facade is garage door or car accommodation, this will really change how your home actually looks in into the street, how it, how it views into the street. And that can have an impact on the home security as well as the safety and the security of the street that it sits in. 
It's always good uh, for a home to give the impression that it can see the street, that that activity that's happening in the street can be watched and seen from inside the home, you know, and that occupants have some natural surveillance over the street and that there's an impression that they're generally keeping an eye on what's going on, even if they're not always actually sitting at the window looking out. Uh, And so if your home presents a blank you know, car-only facade to the street, this can really challenge this ability for natural surveillance. If you think of a laneway lined with garage doors, you know, there's a very different feeling walking down that street than if you're walking down a street where homes are looking into the street and there's some interactivity and visibility between the homes and the street. Now, further to this, the narrowness of the block can actually mean that the pedestrian or the visitor entry takes a back seat to the car entry. Uh, And this can make it difficult for people to see where your front door is or where they're supposed to actually enter your home. And so this can challenge the security of the home as well. I spoke in season two of the podcast about the design of home entries and front gardens. There was a whole episode dedicated to it. And I spoke about the importance uh, and the role that they play in directing people exactly where you want them to go the minute they step off the street onto your block of land. You know, establishing that sense of and that feeling of threshold and of privacy and of security for your home. So the thing is, if people aren't sure where the front door is or how they're supposed to let you know that they've arrived at your home, then that can change how a home feels, how welcoming it is and how secure and private it is as well. Now, there's also the issue of what we call mass or form when it comes to narrow blocks. So whether your home is single story or it's double story, how it sits in the street, it will it will make a statement, you know. So this isn't just about its style or its aesthetic appearance in materials and colours. This is about its size, its, its bulk and how much of a place it actually holds in the street. And homeowners will have different views about what they want to achieve with this. And sometimes this will also be linked to where you live and the character and the quality of the homes around you and the type of, I suppose, uh, architecture and context that you have in the street that you live in. But with a narrow block, it can be tricky to get the bulk of a home to present like anything else except a a tall skinny tower. So you, you know, you want to consider obviously the challenge of creating a bulk that has presence uh, and, and, and a good sense of form to the street as well. Now, other challenges can, of course, lie in the physical construction or the buildability of a narrow block home. You know, sometimes the only access that you'll have to the rear of the block might be physically through the home itself. Uh, If you're putting a new home in and you want to put a pool in, you may be forced to have to bring that forward and build that first uh, before, you know, and that may need to go in before anything else in order for you to physically be able to get it in there. If you're doing an extension at the rear of an existing home, you may find that you're, you're pretty much trash the front of the house uh, to build it just because you're taking trades and materials and machinery and all those types of things through the home to get access to the rear. So it's important that you consider the construction strategies as you plan your build or renovation so that you can optimise what you can do and not blow out your budget with unexpected issues uh, due to access and width of your block. Now, this next challenge, it extends to most compact homes, regardless of the configuration of the block. Uh, You know, any compact home, this will apply to, but it can sometimes feel like your budget doesn't go very far, given how small your project is. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't stand to, well, it's not a sound argument that just because the home is smaller, it's going to cost significantly less, you know, it's, and it's usually because you're still doing 
a similar type of work that you would do in a larger home. You know, you're putting in a new kitchen, you're doing new bathrooms, you know, but this will be amortized or attributed over a smaller area and that can drive up the cost per square meter uh, in a in a compact home. And you know, it can also be labor intensive and time consuming to work in a smaller space. Costs can increase as a result. You may have to change the way that trades can work, how many people can be there in at a time, how they're getting materials in, how they're being able to work over the top of each other. You know, the storage of materials and products and that general workability, all of that can be quite challenging sometimes uh, in, in a compact home. And so this can add to your budget in your uh, building or renovation project. Now, lastly, there's the issue of natural light and how you get it into a home on a narrow block. You know, how significant a challenge this is will be dependent on your specific orientation. So which direction your house actually faces uh, and how close and big your neighbours' homes are in terms of the amount of light that they're blocking or the shadow that they're casting on your home as well. But narrow blocks, they can suffer from this tunnel effect where there's a source of light at one end, um, but the rest of the home is quite dark. And so this can be visually quite uncomfortable as your eyes have to adjust regularly as you're inside the home and you're moving from one end of the home to the other. It can also be thermally uncomfortable because the home might not provide for natural ventilation that comes the whole way through the home. And so the core of the home can be quite a different temperature to either end where the openings are. So those are the challenges when it comes to designing a home for a narrow block. Let's look at what narrow blocks have got going for them, you know, because there are some fantastic opportunities for narrow blocks when you know how to approach them and what to focus on. Now, I want you to remember your narrow block is not an island. <laughs> so what I mean by this is that the home you design for your narrow block and the way it feels, it's not limited by the extent of your block of land. You know, whilst your actual block may be narrow, there is a big wide world beyond it. And there's always the opportunity to expand the experience of the home and its sense of spaciousness by making the most of what is beyond it. Now, in season one of the podcast, there were four episodes that I shared that were specifically about tools that you can use in your design to create a sense of spaciousness. And so I'll pop the link in the show notes for those four episodes for you. But just to remind you of what those four ways are, or if you haven't listened to those episodes, I'll quickly share them with you now. So the first way to create spaciousness is to use light. The second is to use volume. The third is to use great storage. And the fourth is to use great indoor or outdoor connections. Now, in narrow block homes, you've actually got a fantastic opportunity to utilize all of these tools to create spaciousness in your home. You know, a little goes a very long way, uh, but I particularly want to focus on indoor-outdoor connections. Even though your block may be narrower, when you focus on how to create a great indoor-outdoor connection, you can open up some beautiful views to the sky, into the garden, out into the street, or from within and inside your home. And if you start looking for inspiration uh, in narrow homes in projects that you see, you know, you'll often see that designers are using things like skylights or surprising window placements to really open up the home inside, to bring light and views in and to help enlarge the home overall. You know, on narrow block homes, you can create big impact with small choices. Actually, as, as I said, you know, a little bit will go a long way. So, you know, there's something that we talk about in architecture and design that's related to surprise and delight. And it actually harks back to Vitruvian design principles. So Vitruvius was a Roman architect who lived during, he lived around the first century BC 
And in his practice and writings, he established three core design principles, which are still studied today. And actually, Kevin McLeod talks on, talks about them a lot on uh, on grand designs. And I'll give you the English terminology, not the Latin terminology for them, but these three core design principles are, number one is durability. So for great, great design should last, should be strong, should, should stand the test of time. Uh, the second is utility. So great design should function well, should be, you know, very useful for the people that need to use it and occupy it. And the third design um, principle was that is about beauty. And this isn't an aesthetic beauty. This is about the fact that it should delight people and it should help them feel better, uh, should lift their spirits and create joy. And it's this last one that is certainly a big opportunity in a narrow block home. You know, sometimes the best solutions actually come from the greatest constraints. And we can create beautiful and spacious and spirit lifting homes that really surprise and delight the occupants and all who visit. And one way that you can create surprise is in how you feel the width of a home on, and this works on a narrow block home, but uh, as much as it does on any other home, um, but it's particularly great on a narrow block home. So where this is where you can invite views sideways as you move through the home. It's not all about that directional walk from front to back. Uh, it's about these little breathing spaces or areas where, you know, views are invited at a cross axis to the main circulation path through the home. And that can make a really big difference to the spaciousness of your home overall. You know, playing with how the home is arranged on a narrow block, you know, what glimpses you might be able to provide through rooms, through the spaces, through to the sky and outside. You know, there's lots of things that you can do that don't compromise the privacy of the rooms themselves. And they can all help it to become a really exciting journey of discovery and of surprise as you move through the home. We actually expect narrow homes to feel constrained. There's something subconsciously that happens when we step into, you know, a home that is more compact, particularly on a narrow block. We just expect that it's going to feel tight and small. And so when you open up the volumes internally, when you play with ceiling heights, when you bring light in from above, when you see sideways through the home and you get a surprising view outside that you weren't expecting, you know, all of these things really help the home bust out of those constraints in quite simple but very powerful ways. And you really have the opportunity to do a lot by exploiting a few key design strategies to your advantage. Now, another opportunity is that, you know, believe it or not, having less space can force some great innovations in design. You know, I see this all the time when homeowners have got a lot of space to work with. You can become quite complacent in how you go about being rational and intentional in how you create the spaces that you're actually choosing to build or renovate. Whereas in a in a in a more constrained space, in a in a narrow block home, you know, you can actually focus on creating truly flexible and functional spaces and in getting your design to work really hard for you. You know, sometimes having less space to work with is awesome for getting clarity on what will be your true priorities in your home. You know, what's really going to make a difference? There's less choice available, there's less space to work with, and so there can be actually less confusion in creating your design. And this can be a huge opportunity. You know, as I said earlier, I found that in my own work, the biggest constraints can result in the greatest outcomes because you actually have to get 
really, really clear on what adds value, you know, what's significant, what's important, what is going to make the home better, what is going to feel great. And there's a discipline and a focus to the exercise of designing for a narrow block that can be really powerful in creating fantastic solutions. And I always say that quality over quantity will change your everyday life every time. And this definitely applies in narrow block homes. So have a think about how you can be flexible with the spaces that you're designing. You know, can your garage space, for example, be more of a showroom garage? So you spend a little bit more on fitting it out and on, on, on the type of flooring that you put down, but it means that it can double as an additional entertaining area. You know, you can put the cars out on the street when you're having a party. It connects into the living spaces, perhaps, and it means that you can just have uh, a lot more space inside the home than you ordinarily would, you know, and you can connect it into your home's interior. Can perhaps your, you know, your, your rear living and dining kitchen area, uh, you know, just completely open up to the outside so that it can double as an alfresco area as well, so that you don't need to create say, an alfresco or deck area, as well as your internal living area, you can get one space to work for both. Can your stairs be a storage hub or can they have a study nook, you know, that makes the most of the floor space that they're, that they're sitting in? You know, there's actually an Austin Maynard project, and I'll pop a link in the show notes to show you, but this was a small, uh, it was a narrow block home that the homeowner was just so fed up with everything always looking cluttered with kids' toys and there being a massive panic to tidy up any time anybody was coming over and nowhere really to put anything away and so the architect uh, turned the floor into a series of storage boxes and so there's this great thing that can happen when the kids are playing they can pull everything out of the storage boxes on the floor but when they need to tidy up they basically lift all the lids everything gets swept in and it all gets put away and the house immediately looks tidy so you know, there's, there's, there's definitely things that you can do that are a little out of the ordinary to get spaces to work really hard for you that will help a compact home on a narrow block work far better. Now, another opportunity is that there's often different council conditions for narrow blocks that can help you increase your building envelope. So many councils will actually have specific requirements for narrow blocks, or they might call them small lots. Uh, and sometimes these can seriously work to your advantage to maximise the space that you have available to build on. And it, this can include allowing you to build part of your home to the boundary. It can also include reduced setbacks for side walls, for example, or increased height limits um, closer to the boundaries. You know, and it can also sometimes reduce the amount of off-street parking you need to require, uh, provide. It can increase the overall footprint that you're allowed to build or the amount of garden, can reduce the amount of garden area that you need to include in the design. So it's always worthwhile checking out your local council rules and how they apply to your specific block and whether you're gaining any concessions because of the width of your block itself. Now, let me take you through the key questions to ask about your narrow block and the home that you're designing for it or renovating on it. And I've got 10 key questions. And I'll also mention that I've created a free PDF guide for this podcast that has these questions. It has a transcript of the podcast so that you can uh, request for it to be emailed to you and, um, and you don't have to worry about panicking and taking notes in the podcast episode itself. So if you head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash narrow block or one word narrow block um, you can then request the pdf and uh, that will have the questions and the uh, transcript of the podcast there for you okay now answering these 
questions or talking through these ideas with your designer or builder, they'll really help you tailor a solution to suit you, your block and your needs and to really make the most of the opportunities that are available to you. So I'll go through these questions now. So question number one, what can you do to what what can you push to the boundary for your block of land? A lot of councils, they'll allow you to sit the garage on the boundary, for example, uh, and this can make a big difference in how cars and people enter your home and how it presents to the street. And you may find that there's other areas that you can push to the boundary as well. Now, question number two is, what is the orientation of your block? You know, where is the sun moving and how will you maximise this for your home, given you have limited exposure to work with? And question three builds on this. So further to this, how will you get light in for the whole length of the home so that you don't have a dark interior with just light blasting in at either end? You know, can you top light with skylights or with high level windows that are in the middle of the home to help it be naturally lit? If it's double story, can you introduce voids into the home, perhaps actually like actual voids that you cut through the floor plan or perhaps voids and open areas around stairs so that you can bring that light from the upper floor down into the lower floor at the core of the floor plan? Question number four is where will your front door be? So will it face the street or will you have a side entry? And if it's a side entry so that you're actually walking down the side of the home and perhaps past the garage or past another room and then into the house um, beyond that, down the side of the house, you know, how are you then going to indicate that entry so that it's visible from the front of the home and easy to find so that you don't have people aimlessly wandering around your front garden looking for your front door? And you can do this with landscaping and with awnings. There's very other other devices that you can use, but it's really important that people can see where they need to get to your front door, even if it's not on the front of the house. Now, question number five is what form will your home take in its layout? So this is talking about how the floor plan is laid out itself. So will all your living areas be arranged at the rear of the home and you have a hallway down that takes people to them? Or will you bring them forward uh, further to the front of the floor plan? Will you look to incorporate perhaps a central courtyard that you can wrap your living areas around? And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But, you know, how will you arrange your rooms so that your hallway doesn't feel like a long, dark tunnel? And how will you maintain privacy where it's needed in the home in how the home is laid out? Question number six is how will you create spaciousness, especially at the entry? So what can you do to vertically open up the home? What, how can you add space around the entry to give it a little bit of breathing room overall? You know, it doesn't have to be a lot. Doesn't You don't have to add a lot of extra space, but sometimes just a little bit of generosity in certain places in the home can really make a big difference to how spacious the home feels overall. Question number seven is how will you create an indoor-outdoor connection in the home? You know, how will you expand that feeling of spaciousness in the home by guiding the eye out and beyond its external wall? And think of that surprise and delight factor as well. You know, how will you make the most of what's beyond your home to help your narrow block feel far wider than it is? Question number eight uh, is what ways can you increase the flexibility and functionality of the spaces in your home so that you can build less that works harder for you? Question number nine is how will your street elevation be designed so that your garage door is not the majority of your facade? So some councils will actually require, if you're doing a two-storey home, that you recess your garage door, that the upper floor actually sits proud of your lower floor, um, sometimes by up to a metre. And so what this will do is it'll actually throw a shadow over your garage door and help that recede in prominence. So can you incorporate this type of thing into your design, even if you're doing a single-storey home? How will you articulate... 
the building form at the at the street elevation, how will you change the way that the building form looks so that the garage door isn't the most significantly prominent thing on your elevation? Even though it might be the biggest, doesn't mean that it needs to be the most prominent. Question number 10, lastly, is how will your home sit in the street? You know, how will it have presence and how will it have bulk, I suppose, and mass without it just looking like a tall tower. So have a look to other narrow block homes and see how they do this so that they can really suit the context of their surrounding area. Now, finally, I'm going to take you through uh, some things to think about for three scenarios of narrow on narrow blocks. So we're talking about obviously choosing a home off the plan to build new. We're looking at building a custom design home and then we're looking at doing a renovation or extension of an existing home. So firstly, let's look at choosing an off the plan home that you'll be building new on a narrow block. Now, several years ago, many of the big home project builders actually started creating special ranges of floor plan designs to suit narrow blocks. And so there are a fair amount of designs to choose from when you're choosing off the plan if you have a narrow block to build on. And most project home builders, they'll actually have websites that will allow you to enter land size uh, in width and in length and then find the homes that can suit them, or they can let you search via the actual house width uh, and length itself. But I want you to be careful not to get caught out by this. It's really important that you understand the specific requirements for your area uh, because some councils will be more lenient with, with side boundary setbacks and height limits for narrow blocks. But one thing that often catches homeowners out is that the height limit uh, will change based on the distance, um, sorry, that the, the the height limit at different distances off the boundary will change how much of a setback you have to have. So sometimes the, it's required that your upper floor is actually narrower than your lower floor uh, and that the side walls step back from the boundary as the height of the home increases. And if you're not aware of this uh, and you go and choose a home from a project home builder where the upper floor is the same width as the lower floor, you know, then you can run into troubles with your, when you're trying to go about getting your approval. So before you start searching, understand your area and the rules and the regulations specifically, uh, and this will help you avoid disappointment in choosing a design um, that isn't permissible. Now, next, let's have a look at getting it right in a custom design home for a narrow block. So getting the design right for orientation, it's really important when you're designing a new home in any, in any case, but particularly for a narrow block. So for example, if you faced west to rear uh, and you put all of your living areas at the rear of your home without consideration for how you're going to design for orientation, then you can actually create a really uncomfortable home with no way for heat to escape uh, those spaces in the height of summer. And if you're north to street uh, and you don't take this into account for your home's design, then your home will potentially be really dark and cold and expensive to heat in the winter because there's very little natural light coming into the home itself. So think about how you can design the layout so it works for your orientation and this might mean thinking unconventionally about the arrangement of the rooms. I mentioned before a courtyard design and that can sometimes be the best way to create private outdoor space in a narrow block that's located in a densely built area. You know often narrow block homes are in more built up areas, their neighbours will be closer looking into the sides and into the rear and into the front of their home and so if you have an outdoor space at the front or the rear of your home you can find that that's overlooked by your neighbours quite easily. But 
If you're, you know, looking instead at creating perhaps a courtyard design where your your outdoor space is in the core of the home and then the interior living areas are arranged around it, you know, you can actually find that that brings spaciousness and light and breezes into the core of the home and it protects the outdoor area itself and then the indoor areas around it from overlooking neighbours but still allows light and breezes in. And, you know, when you're starting from scratch with a custom design, you can do things differently and you can really create something that's going to suit your site. And there are so many different ways to arrange rooms on a site. So, you know, find what will suit your land, your needs and your orientation and see if you need to think a bit differently about what will be a good solution for you. I'll include a link in the show notes to a home design that I did for a new home on a narrow block in Western Australia. It's a two-storey home and we actually did a few different options which explored ideas, uh, particularly of where to locate the stairs between the, the floors um, to make sure that the home didn't feel like one long tunnel and how we could get that that extra width uh, into that and that feeling of spaciousness into the home uh, and it not just feel like light was blasting it at either end. So check out the show notes and I'll pop a link to that project in there. There, so you can see some ideas in that project. Now, thirdly, let's have a look at renovating or extending an existing home on a narrow block. Now, existing homes on narrow blocks, they can often suffer from terrible storage, pokey rooms and a lack of natural light and breezes. And so renovating and extending can be a great opportunity to improve this in your narrow block home. So focus on how you can declutter the feel of the home. So I don't just mean clearing everything out of it, but how you can actually declutter the feel of a home through creating consistently designed storage and built-in joinery. So this is looking at, you know, when you finish joinery in similar colours and materials throughout the home, from your bathrooms to your kitchen to your built-in cupboards to your wardrobes, you know, this can create a great consistency and flow that can help the home feel larger and far less cluttered. And great storage, it can seriously transform the experience of a narrow block home that hasn't been working for you. And whilst it might be a bit of an investment to add custom built-in joinery for your project, it is a game changer when it comes to changing the look and feel for your home. And you can find that a little goes a long way when you get it right. Okay, so that's it for narrow blocks. Now, remember, you can grab a transcript of this podcast episode and the 10 questions uh, with your worksheet. If you head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash narrow block, I really hope that you found this episode helpful. And even if you've been listening and you don't have a narrow block, I hope that some of the ideas and the ways that I talked through questions and concepts Uh, will help you with your future home as well. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to be discussing wide blocks, so wide and shallow blocks. So basically a narrow block turned 90 degrees. And I'll be talking about the specific design approaches and ideas that can help you make the most of that type of land. And make sure you head to the show notes. I'll have the links there to the other projects that I mentioned and also to that free PDF guide as well that you can grab so that you can get some fantastic ideas for your narrow block. Now, before I go, I'd love to know, are you enjoying listening to the Get It Right podcast with Undercover Architect? If you are, can I please ask three favours of you? 
the first is, could you please subscribe to the show on your podcast listening tool of choice, be it iTunes or Android, so then you're the first to know when the latest episode is live. The second favour is please leave a review for the show on iTunes. Now, they don't make it easy. I'm full of gratitude and admiration for anyone who manages to navigate the technological hurdle of leaving a review on iTunes, but it does make a massive difference to helping people find the show and seeing if it suits them. So if you can leave a review, that would be absolutely awesome. And the third favour is please tell your friends, your relatives, your neighbours, your work colleagues, the postman, (laughs) anyone that's willing to listen to you that the Get It Right podcast exists. You know, so many of you have told me that you found this podcast because someone referred it to you and that's brilliant. Uh, The more people that have this knowledge about how to get it right when designing, building or renovating their homes, the more level the playing field is and the more clever and empowered homeowners we have demanding better from the design and building industry. And that's how we improve it overall. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and for tuning into the Get It Right podcast. This has been Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. Think of me as your secret ally. Until next time. Bye. Bye.